G'day everyone and welcome back to the Draft Doctors. I'm your host, Stevie Fizz. Whew, getting closer, getting closer, uh, building out the rankings, but today uh, we're doing our no fucking idea show. Uh, we're talking over the situations where we're struggling to rank players. We don't know what's going to go on. There's Maybe there's new coaches in the mix. Uh, maybe we'll talk through some issues and get some clarity and uh, see if we can help each other break through the bullshit. Uh, joining me as always, Jono Crockett. Uh, good to be back. I was away last week with the uh, the common cold, which now has turned into a sinus infection. So, thumbs up. Sounds oh, sounds good. Not nineteen hours I slept for from Thursday to Friday. I just knocked out cold. Yeah, really. So you didn't have time time to hit up uh, shed sixteen. No, I'll do that Monday. I want to pick up my car. Yeah, perfect Monday. <laughs> Meatball Mondays. Uh, Cam, how are you? Yeah, good. Uh, he's picking up his car from Shed 16. Exactly. That's what he that's neglected what, to what say there. <laughs> um, yeah, no, doing well. Trying to, trying to drink this Chateel Suruk South Korean lychee drink. Uh, 14% alcohol. And I just had a sip and it feels like it's not good. It's not good signs. So this could, uh, this could go pretty poorly. <laughs> so right on, right down the line, I like. After the kerfuffle that was Stato bringing out the run sheet last week, oh I feel God. the only way is up. Jeez, it's so. fucking bit needs to calm down that Stato. That's why. He's well, we had pod. to put him in put him in ISO for a week. Just that's right. You know, go through the protocols, <laughs> 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 and uh, maybe we'll wheel out that you know corpse uh, when we're doing another keeper show later on. Uh, good. Hope you're listening, Stato. Love you. Um, but of course, we're talking the NFI. Who's the most confused? Jono, you're confused as hell. You're I'm always you're sleeveless. Confused. Yeah, you can't pull that off. It's 23 degrees, and I'm I'm just melting. Like where we're recording, the sun is like directly belting straight into this room, so it's like a hot box, like the old days. Steve. Do you remember? Like the old yeah, days. I was going to say. Do you remember the old days where <laughs> you go in nice? It was a nice 23 degree day. It is, and then you walk out and just wring your shirt out and just get a whole yeah. liter of sweat. The old sauna. <laughs> Good time. I just, I just feel like. So what is it? Shed seventy three. Is that what it's called? The Shed sixteen. Sure. Shed sixteen. Man, I feel like Jono in that singlet would have a hell of a time at Shed sixteen. <laughs> there's there's people there's people that would ask him for a few. What do we do? NFI. Well, that's the actually Saints. a pretty good segue. The Saints. Yeah, I have no idea what's going on with the Saints. Um, I'm going to break it down into two parts. I'll start off with the defenders. Uh, we've got Ross the boss, who's come back into for his second stint at the club. And we know Ross is a pretty, pretty meat and three veg kind of guy. He's pretty vanilla. Doesn't like to go outside the box and do anything flashy. So that's where it, um, the alarm bells come off for Jack Sinclair. Like he doesn't like guys who show a bit of flair and poise and, and whatnot. So his position could be in danger. Not so much, you know, winning the ball and coming off the halfback, but just the amount of times he's racking it up as. Because as we know, Ross is quite a boring player. So, and when Saint, uh, when he was coaching Fremantle and St Kilda, he had a good list with St Kilda, um, and for half the time he had a good list with Fremantle. They were up there in terms of fantasy scoring, but this St Kilda list isn't overly that great. So I'm not really expecting them to be a high fantasy scoring team. And if he does do all this sort of stuff, then his output might come down a little bit. And when you're looking at some of the other players, 
uh, in that defense. This is purely super coach. You got Callum Wilkie averaged 83, Jimmy Webster 60, um, Hunter Clark, he only played the eight games, 57, Josh Battles, um, 71, you got Wanganine Miller 51, Dougal Howard 67, and we've got Zach Dawson 2.0 coming into that team in Zane Cordy. So, I think he's going to be the whipping boy, but it's just going to be a dour defense. So, I'm not really expecting a lot. <clears throat> and it's certainly going to have to be a pre-season watch as to what he's actually going to do with his game plan style. Because in the past, we know it's been a pretty pretty, pretty team-orientated defense. Um, go the player with the ball, not really that zone we see players playing now. So, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Ross the boss and he's does he have a new game plan going forward um, for the defenders, especially the halfbacks, which are pretty cool, uh, pretty good scorers? Yeah, I reckon it's really interesting, Jono, because I was actually looking at this group uh, myself to to pick, and I had a look at Ross Lyon's teams. That's in Kilda. He had some stars in defence. So you Sam Fisher, Brennan Goddard, and Sam Gill, but they were real fantasy mainstays at varying levels. Um, but at Fremantle, he really didn't have the same cattle. He mm. had guys who were usable, like Michael Johnson, Ibbotson, well, um, Duffield even. We always thought Connor, like, um, Connor Blakely was going to be the be-all and end-all, but it never eventuated. Like, mm. I know injury, role, and that sort of stuff, but it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, and, and you look at the Saints, and it's probably more like that Fremantle team that it just doesn't scream star to me yeah it was interesting they had the breakdown of the Fremantle, like when they were on that oh, so, sorry aside from sinclair i should yeah. yeah uh when they had the they had the breakdown of when Fremantle were you know contending and playing in grand finals like their winning percentage was 75 percent and then after that it dropped down to like 30 percent winning winning ratio so i think this st kilda team will be somewhere in the middle but geez it's not looking great Especially with Sinclair as one of the best defenders in the game last year. So, do you have question mark? Like, you think Sinclair might be just overdrafted, and you don't know which guy to take a shot on late? Yeah, any. Like, I've still got. I do like Wayne Miller, but what sort of role will he get given? You know, especially when you get Caulfield and Clark back. What sort of what's the position? What's the juxtaposition of that team going to look like with all these guys in there? Like Sinclair could get rolled midfield because we don't know. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit later with them coming out of the midfield of the Saints. What are your I thoughts think, on St Kilda's camp? On, uh, on the defender side, I just find it hard to see where good scores are going to come from. So, yeah. like, whether or not it almost doesn't matter what the makeup is, I can't see them being fantasy studs back there. And um, you know, except for Jackson Clare if he backs it up. But you know, I think Hunter Clark, if he's playing defense, is a fine guy like a d5 I, they're i think they're all d5s d5 or worse yeah broadbent rather than breakout yeah correct yep man that is a throwback i love it it's, it's just guys <laughs> just people occupying a portion of the ground in a real match a real jared lean it hey he got delisted by them. 20 games and yeah, delisted yeah brutal anyway Cam, talking about something else that's brutal. Oh, uh, so my first one will be West Coast's midfield. Uh, Ugh, God. Oh, man. So it's not... It's one of those things where it's like, it should just be this. It should just be Kelly, Sheed, 
Elliot Yo, and Shuey. That was your prime four that rolled through the mid. They can't stick games together on the park. Like it's it's really rare that they're actually playing together in the same team. Elliot Yo with his injuries uh, through the year, Dom Sheed played one game. In that one game, he had eighty eight percent CBAs, which is great. Probably contributed to him getting re injured. Um, but it's just sort of like I, I I find it really hard to again similar to with the Saints defenders. I find it hard to see where the good scores are going to come from and where the consistency is going to come from from that group. And then you look at the next tier down and it's like they unearthed that mid-age recruit Jai Cully this year and it's like probably not. Uh, Greg Clark, probably not. And then Campbell Chesser, who was their high draft pick from the year who got injured straight up um, in the preseason. It's like, well, he's just going to be a second-year player that hasn't played in the top flight. You know, there's a – I think he played Waffle though, like before – he was drafted, so he's got some experience against bigger bodies. But it's like, well, if it's not those three and it's not the first group, geez, it's pretty bare. It conversely could be somewhere where you get a lot of value in drafts, right? So they, a lot of people could really poo-poo uh, West Coast players because there is that much variability. But the, the only other person, and it's really speculative, so I think... If the rumours are true, I think they'll pick up Quinton Narkel uh, this week. He could add, you know, mature age body kind of, you know, enough games in there that he might be serviceable if he's got a dual position. I don't know. But for me, I have no idea how they're going to be good. I have no idea how they're going to be fantasy relevant and I have no idea how they're going to stay in the park. Well, I think Yo, I don't think he's going back to that midfield. He was pushed out to the fence where we saw him in Brisbane. Early early days, so I think he's out of that midfield because maybe his body just can't hold up to the rigors of midfield. Shuey, what are you going to get out of him? 15, 16 games? Jeez, if you're lucky. If you're lucky. Like, they could be doing a whole... They could be value late, similar to like the Saints defenders. It could be just a yeah. late-round pick and see what happens, I reckon. But I would. They also had... Connor West roll through there, but he was he didn't prove to sort of kick on from the preseason. And then you look at like, um, yeah, I, I think Dom Sheed could be reasonably good. He'd probably be the pick of the bunch. Mm. But it's just, Jesus Christ, I wouldn't want to be a West Coast fan. They had 33 players take a CBA last year. Oh. <laughs> 33. Wowee. Um. Yeah, I think you're 100% right. Like they've <laughs> this is the funniest thing is they've lost the highest averaging player out of Yeah, the and well that's right, Jack Redden's gone. He's Jack he Redden's he literally gone. was like I could continue, but fuck that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't blame him. Neither. Uh I actually yeah, I'm with you in in terms of thinking there's value because none of these guys are getting drafted early. No. Like nowhere. No. If you've ever owned Tim Kelly before, He's not worth whatever his average is, and I don't think it's that high. It's like, 84. Like, he's, a, he's free. He's a pain in the ass to own, though. But, yes. Yes. He's he's the, a guy who has upside, but I just don't see what, that he'll do it. I think they should. Yeah, I think you're just going to pick one or two of these guys uh, late, which, to me, doesn't is okay. Like, yeah. you kind of know who should be in there. They're not going to cost you a great deal. It's just you're going to have to wear the pain of them on the bench from time to time, most likely. 
Yeah, that's right. It's it's a good lottery ticket, and you know, if someone like Elliot Yo gets his body back and he plays in the midfield, you know, his ceiling, like you know, it's good, and you're yeah, not going to pay for him at all. Well, so. he he's funny because I reckon I'm with Jono. I reckon he'll have defender status. Oh, well, that's a bit tasty. But I probably won't be sucked into that rabbit hole. I don't think. Oh, absolutely. He'll, be sucked you into you will. He, I, I think he, he'll. Yeah, but he's going to get drafted way too early if he's got defender status. People will be like, oh, he's had a great. Watch the articles come out. Brilliant preseason, best preseason he's ever had. Body's feeling great. You know, tremendous. He's got all the midfield time in the world. Defender status. All of a sudden, he's in your top eight defender rankings. Like. Across the board, I, I really think he'll be overdrafted if that starts to happen. I'm here for it. Yeah, I'll take <laughs> you take a bite of that. No, he's, just, he's 57. Yeah, I know he's... the name will push him up. But... Yeah, that's um, that's also percentage of time that he spends out injured. So it's just... <laughs> Sorry, it's worth a bite of the apple. I think you always, every, you, there's always room for one of those guys. There's not room for heaps of them. Yeah. There's room for one of them. That's true. So who have you got, Steve? Who's uh, your first? So I'm gonna, yeah, yeah, I'm going to start off with um, the Essendon midfield. I'm a bit confused uh, about the Essendon midfield, mostly because there's some pretty high-priced guys in there. So, And you had guys like Stato uh, go on and say... <laughs> Will, Will Setterfield's Setterfield. going to walk in and average a cool 95. I, I'm not convinced on that. I I don't know how that happened. So you got Zach Merritt's uh, averaged 107 AFL fantasy last year. Darcy Parrish averaged a cool 100, which sort of uh, is, is a hidden good average. His first half was 110, and then he started getting injured. I don't really hold that against him. So, I mean, he's a... I think he's a super player, so he'll be at the pointy end of draft boards. You got Dylan Shield, the ghost of Andy McGrath, you know, the idea of the package. Apparently he's a um, new coach. You got Setterfield, so I'm just a bit apparently the I don't understand is in the, how um, the gym already. Yeah, well wow, must be a contract year. No, he signed for five years the year before. What are you talking about? Smart smart man. No, look, I think he probably wants to get back to his best and if he plays in the midfield and goes forward a la a Dustin Martin, that just sucks up that CBA from someone else. See, like I look at some of these guys. Darcy Parrish does his best work inside. Dylan Shield does his best work inside. <clears throat> Zach Merritt, uh, obviously, is you know takes a hell of a lot of CBAs. Got sixty eight percent. That's massive for a midfielder, and that's the, his third. Obviously, you got the new coach factor. Uh, probably got Coldwell. Outside, get some run inside. McGrath probably plays outside as you go to half back. Then you got the young guys pushing through, like Perkins and Hobbs. There's just a lot of dudes, uh, and I'm not convinced at how it all fits together. Mm. I, I think I, these young yeah. guys are actually pretty good. Dylan Shield isn't taking them to their next flag, most likely. I wouldn't have thought. Zach Merritt's a restricted free agent at the end of the year, but he's their best midfielder. So. I'm not sure which piece of the pie I want to buy, if any. Yeah. And I, I think the right piece would be whoever's dual position at this. So, like, Archie Perkins is now fourth year, I think, going into next year. I reckon 
you know, he'll be for sure. He might even just be forward listed rather than mid forward. He's going to be. If I find it hard to believe they don't give him a run through the mid. Yeah, I I would agree. I just and Brad Brad Scott uh, hasn't been the most innovative, dynamic of, of fantasy coaches mm, or coach mm. for fantasy. Maybe that Kangaroos team was more workmanlike than than star driven, but they didn't really produce big scores. Yeah, Cunnington was probably the only real standout for and, that, wasn't he? From memory, but. And, well, he wasn't even a standout. We used to make jokes about, like, cause remember Rob Old, oh, he's like going to average 115 and ha, ha, ha. It never happened until it actually did that one time. <laughs> yeah, but kind of a solid, solid 100. You know, we yeah, no, he's a great. Him. I think Zach Merritt yeah, he, probably the most solid choice in that midfield. Well, I think that's the thing because I'm sort of working through the midfield ranks and you get to that sort of end of the top 10. It's like, oh, well, I'll just put Zach Merritt there because he always plays and he's never too shit. Yeah, that's right. Like, he, you know, he's always solid. And it's like, well, maybe he won't be this year. I don't mm. know. Mm. I think there's also just in that team, I, I haven't got the stat in front of me, so apologies if this is wrong, but tackles were pretty bad from their midfield boys across the board. I, I think maybe just, Parrish just, just was... defense in general was pretty poor. yeah. So it's one of those teams where, like, yeah, it's going to be really hard to pick what their starting three are in the midfield, but actually there might be some upside there on last year's scores just on the fact that they're not tackling as well. Um, yeah, Dylan Shield was their highest. He came in at 47th most tackles, so not no one even hit five a game. Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, Darcy Parrish, I think, was three point something. So, But I think that's around his average anyway. So I, I just think, you know... While it could be really hard, the payout, the payoff could be really good in investing in these guys. Um, and outside of Parrish and Zeret, you're not going to have to pay a lot. I wouldn't have thought for guys like Shield, for example, who like no. came home like a steam train. I think with his injury, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because Parrish was missing, right? Well, so yeah. was Shield. For yeah. he missed the last chunk as well. Shield mm. early in the season. Was I think. it early? Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe that's why Parrish was so good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's um. They're a strange team. I, I like Parish, but I just I just don't know. Not convinced. Yeah. So we'll see what a new coach does. Um, yeah, maybe I'll just take Andy McGrath and stuff him on the bench. <laughs> oh. I feel like of all the picks, that's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> Until he picks up defender status in round six, and yeah, and yeah. then he'll be like your you know D seven. <laughs> I just don't want the guy who's going to be shuffled out to the wing. That's, which is probably him, right? That'd be Langford's role. Maybe Caldwell. Heppel. He's he's alive? Yeah, Heppel wow. lives. Wow, okay, there you go. Frankenstein's Thank Heppel. Thank God we uh, dodged that bullet. Yeah. <laughs> Frees us up to sign Connor Blakely. Anyway, Joe, <laughs> uh, I think you told us who you were picking next. Talk about the Saints midfield. Yeah, the Saints midfield's pretty interesting. Um, while actually doing a bit of research for the show, Cam. Um, what? I was having a look at how the Saints stacked up with the CBAs this year. And just, you know, when you watch a Saints game, it seemed pretty pretty cut and loose um, that they'd have anyone in there. But when you look at the numbers, it was actually a pretty tight four. They had Steele, Crouch, Ross, and Gresh, uh, Gresham running through that midfield. They were the main four guys and just a few of the other guys getting a sprinkle. Now, we know with Ross that he likes to run taggers. We've seen it with Crowley. Um, Stevie Baker and the likes throughout the years. 
So my thought on that is, um, Windhager is going to Windhager. Windhager is going to get one of those midfield spots. Um, so who does that leave out? Does it, is it Ross? Is it Gresh? I mean, Ross was pretty good throughout the year. Gresh, uh, he had the mid forward, but would probably be only a mid only. And I also know he did get injured at the end of the year. So how is he going to track? But is Ross the boss going to leave that there or is he going to? open the doors to the midfield and get more guys like Zach Jones, Ryan Burns, Owens, Clark, Caulfield, Hill. Is he going to roll these guys through? Because I don't really remember what he was like when he was coaching Fremantle, if he did have a tight few guys or he just let everyone roll through that midfield. So it's going to be pretty interesting. And I think the only guys I could really count on is Steele and Crouch, like he used Fife and Mundy back in their heydays, that they were the only two staple guys. Uh, in that midfield, and the rest were, yeah, sure, you can take them, but they're going to be a bit like Tim Kelly, just up and down, up and down, and you don't know really what you're going to get with them, especially Sam Ross, who actually was a pretty good pick last year, but this year I wouldn't really want to take another bite of him, but people might actually overdraft him this year. I think it's pretty interesting, right? So I'm just thinking about Ross Lyon going into the Saints, and... You know, take all of his past out, take all of his, you know, history with the Dockers and the Saints away. But if you're going in to this club and your pitch was, we've got a list that can compete, you're putting a timeline on your success of like two, two and a bit years for when you need to be in finals and being really competitive. You have a much longer shelf life as a coach if you go in and say, we don't have a list to compete. You need to give me time to build that list. And I... I reckon that would be the move. Well, I think here, he got four right? years. And, that was his deal. Well, yeah, but you know, deals don't mean much, right? That's true. So, my thinking is that he's probably said the latter, and that kind of means that he's going to play a lot of the younger kids rather than invest in someone like a Seb Ross, mm. right? So Seb Ross might fall out of favour. <clears throat> Brad Crouch, I think, is hitting what twenty eight, twenty nine, may slowly fall out of favour. You know in favour of guys like Hunter Clark, um, Ryan Burns, that other fellow who basically didn't play this year. Owens and Um, um, Sharman? No, no, no. There was another guy that... um, Doesn't matter. Bytel is the other guy. You know, I think some of those guys are going to get more first-tier action uh, as a result. But also we know Ross isn't known for blooding the youngsters as well, so... But, it, I mean, it's are you committing to a premiership in the next two years with this list or not? There's yeah. no way this list it's can a, win it. Can't really do it half ass, can he? Yeah. I don't know. Steve, what do you think? Yeah, it's a different team to what he's inherited before, probably. But mm. I, I still like Jack Steele. Uh, I'm probably not buying Brad Crouch anyway. Just I don't think that, like, he's never averaged that many tackles before. So he's a really easy fade for me. Yeah. Um. Gresh, I like, but I'm not a massive, massive fan because I just, yeah, he needs that forward status. And even then, his scores are kind of patchy for the role he has. Um, so I find St Kilda a reasonably easy fade as a team. Where you rank them, well, that's a different story altogether. Um, so, well, I, yeah, it's a, probably a preseason watch, but I'm probably just avoiding. St Kilda, and I think it's really easy to in the midfield. Why does it feel like we've said that for like the last four years, though? You know, St Kilda, like 
if you yeah. look at the teams we've talked about, they're all mid- they're middling teams. Yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah. So, and even the year when they bought like those four blokes in, like Brad Crouch, Brad Hill, etc., everyone was like, yeah. Yeah, they're not an A-grade yeah. superstar that's... I mean, Brad Hill's probably past his peak. Like, he's probably at his best at Fremantle, but... Um, but yeah, they don't really have any A-grade midfielders there, do they? Except for Steele. Uh, I, I think... don't even think, I don't even know that Steele's an A-grade actual player. Mm. Oofed. I, I think well, he he's is. a fucking good player, but he's not like. Does he kick goals? Is he? He's just a you know, accumulator and, with the pill, accumulator and tackler, mm. basically. I think um, what'll be really interesting with this team that they're going to you know roll out is there could be a lot of value there at the end of drafts again. So the guys like so Windhager or Windhager is probably not going to be value for a year or so, but. Burns, Bytel, those guys who have been, you know, sort of waiting to pop the last couple of years, they'll all have forward status, I would assume, going into next year. And then you've got guys, you know, depending on if he gets a game, but I think Mason Wood was pretty good towards the end of this year. Like, really scored really consistently in both Supercoach and AFL fantasy. Like, there's... And you're not paying anything for him as well. Hunter Clark, another one, is probably going to be a defender, but probably roll through the mid. Uh, I think there's some value there. I suppose that's... But not an early pick. Suppose, you would have taken... I suppose that's... Um, easy way to torpedo your season to take a Saint early, I would have thought. I'm I'm okay taking Steel. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah, Steel being the exception. Do you reckon he'll... And, and reckon Romar. He'll, do, yeah, I was going to say, do you reckon he'll roll just a sole ruck with Romarsh? I know he's had Sandilands before, and I can't remember who the Saints ruckmen were back in the day, but there's a chance... So it's either, what, Romar and Campbell as a pair... Pretty much. Or the Jack Hayes fella, if, if he gets back from his ACL. He was pretty good. He was. Um, yeah. Do they have a tall forward that could do it? Just back him up? King? They don't really. No way. <laughs> I don't think they have a backup yeah. tall. Yeah, I think there's some late. Yeah, I'm probably with you in that there's some late guys. Like, you could throw a dart at a Billings. You could throw a dart at a Zach Jones. But isn't that with no, all these middling teams? You can just throw a dart and see what sticks with these Yeah, of teams. course. Yeah, of course. <clears throat> yeah. Well, Essendon, a lot of the, like those guys, like Merritt, Parrish, Shield. I mean, maybe not so much Shield. They're at the top end of your draft. Like, mm. so I, I suppose Steele and Crouch probably will be, but I think, like I said, I think people will find it easy to move past Brad Crouch, um, and Steele is probably okay. Yes. They probably don't. They don't have that same quality of vet, well, mature depth, I guess you'd say. Essendon do. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Cam. Uh, so my second team. Uh, geez, I'm glad Stato's not in the pod because I'm going to talk about Geelong. But uh, the Geelong midfield really uh, with Selwood moving on, retiring. I actually think it creates a lot more. Problems and the easy answer. I think I've said it in the last couple of weeks. The easy answer is, oh, but Bose and Braun are in and Bruin, Braun, Braun, Brahan, Bruski, Bruski. Uh, Bose and the Bruski in and Parfit. You know, between them, one of them's going to take the Selwood role and, and get all those minutes in the mid. Uh, take a lot of tackles, CBAs, etc., etc., etc. I actually don't think it's that simple, uh, unfortunately, because Selwood was 
I don't think there is another type of player that mimics Selwood in in those players. So you're looking at this year, Atkins was great. Still, if he's midfield next year only, he's probably not fantasy friendly, I wouldn't have thought. Uh, Dangerfield was fine, but not great, but he doesn't play another position, so he'll be fine as a, as a midfielder. Guthrie wasn't great, you know, from a fantasy perspective, was good on the field otherwise. Um, and he signed a new contract, so he'll be there for ages. Duncan's out of that mix, so he played a lot of the halfback. Max Holmes was good on the wing uh, and got some CBA rotations. But then you've got guys like Parfit, Bowes, Braun, Manigola, for example, who probably find a place in the team at some point. I'd say the first three of those before Manigola anyway. But for me, it's I can't split them as to where they're going to line up. I feel like Bowes is going to be a midfield player there. I feel like Parfit might have been hard done this year because he was had a terrible hamstring injury in the preseason and missed a lot of preseason um, and in the lead up to the to the um, main game and even missed games through the year. So it's sort of he never really got going and that could be a reason why he dropped off the radar a little bit when they got consistency in some of the other players. So he could come good, you know. And Braun, uh, I've mentioned Br- Brewski. I mentioned before, like he he's an inside outside player. He could. He's only you know, a third year player, still developing. Look, still, de- <laughs> like could be great. Like could be he he'd be the closest to that Selwood player that that I would assume they might be looking for. But the fact that they've said to Bose, like you're definitely in the team, like has me really worried about the rest of it. Because if he's the guy that's coming in for Selwood. I don't know. It's for me. It's up in the air, air at the moment, and I, I think it will greatly affect Tom Atkins' output. What this is, and I think it will greatly affect um, Cam Guthrie's output as well. Whatever this answer is, because you can't have someone like a Parfit, a Guthrie, and an Atkins at the same CBA because they're the same. Like they're really similar players. I must be more okay on Geelong than you are, Cam. Yeah, like, you remember when I just said Zach Merritt took sixty eight percent of Essendon's CBAs and he was their third. Cam Guthrie was Cat's highest at sixty five. There, there was a big spread. Yeah, massive spread. And, and like that, they should be a good team. I'm okay going back to the well on Guthrie. I'm pretty okay on Parfit. Um, I'm probably more okay on Tom Atkins. And these guys average like nothing. So, so and I'm this- pretty, I'm pretty okay on it. See, and this this is it for me. It's like, do you take, do you accept the fact that actually your your bar for top fantasy scoring at Geelong comes down, and you just say actually they 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 use too many people through the mid. There's not enough consistency there for someone to build a score every week, week in week out, and the the ceiling of it is lower. Or do you think they change it up a little bit? And I, I'm, that's that uncertainty means for me, I don't know where to draft them at the moment. Oh. I'm pretty, yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm okay taking the shot on these guys. You need yeah, okay. an M four, man. You need an M five. Yeah, but someone will go early on Guthrie, for example. Someone Dangerfield might be your M four, M five. Perfectly fine with Danger. Yeah. Mm. I'm a bit like I think it's really easy to miss them because you don't have to love them. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And and I think maybe that's where I'm coming at from. I don't love any of those picks for next year. Yeah, fair enough. Jono? Yeah, look, <clears throat> yeah, I'm fine to take these guys later. Like, Danger, yeah, yeah, look, I'm not reaching for him, put it that way. 
Parfit. You take a gamble at the end of your draft. Like, I think he's better than... I think he can actually take into that Selwood role. Like, we've seen it in previous years when Selwood's been injured, then Parfit has been that guy mm. that, that takes that role. So, and as you guys said, Parfit's going to cost you nothing. And if he pops like a Selwood gets you 100, 105, that's absolute bargain. Shit will change if Parfit gets listed as forward. That, but, will and he has in though? the past, obviously. I, I, I don't think it will. And this is the other problem, right? So Guthrie will be a mid only. Dangerfield will be a mid only. Parfit will be a mid only. Atkins will be a mid only. I don't reckon Atkins will be mid only. Why? I reckon he'll have defender status. No way. Because oh, we've been fir- through this. We've been through this. Oh, we've been through this. Oh, look, if people wow. are just starting to listen now, they can fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, it, he's one of those guys like Connor Rosie who like played in defence until round eight. So for sure, maybe. That's got to be enough. Have you got Steve? Your last, your last doozy. Uh, so my last one is the North Melbourne defence, and I'm a bit unsure. Um, and it's probably too probably hard to like anyone, but I mean Aaron Hall was the top defender coming into last year. Um, Zebel. Obviously scored pretty massively down there in the past. Jaden Stevenson had some really big games when he played in defense uh, late last year in the second half. Cam's favorite player, Luke McDonald, um, in defense there. I think someone says Lockie Young's a good good stash, uh, which I don't disagree with. And there should be points up for grabs there. I've seen people floating around saying... Uh, TT might get a roll back there if he's, you know, not in the shit, let's say. Um, it, he could crush it back there. Um, I mean, Aaron Hall scored massively when he didn't get injured. He averaged 90, but there's, there's a 12 and there's a 50 where he got nicked up. So it, it should be a position that scores well. I think Clarko's always had pretty good defenders. Jono's favourite player of all time, Grant Birchall, was always a lock. A lock, I tell you. Um, So I think it should be, like, there should be a bad team, but and there should be points to to be had back there, I think, and Clarko's usually had a pretty fantasy-friendly coaching style. So I want to take a piece... But, um, Which piece is I it? I just don't know who to invest Did in. Did you mention Almac by any chance? Did you say him? Yeah, Cam's favourite player. Yeah. Oh, my God. This is, mate, Credlin and the Fizz first story this week. Or just... Anyway. <laughs> we got questions? No, we don't. I'll no. oh, say no, no, Pete. No, no. You're not helping me out on the Kangaroos defence. No. Oh, I think it's really... I, I actually think it could fundamentally change next year, like who's down there. I, I wouldn't expect goat. The, yeah, Goda could get a, a proper game, you know. Like there's a if if I'm coming into that club as, you know, Alistair Clarkson, I'm probably not putting Jack Zebel there. I'm I'm probably not you know, playing well he, Jack- well, he wasn't there last year, but it, like he you, did you he, know he, he's been awesome. No, Jack Zebel went before. forward after like round four or five. Yeah, but he definitely he was there for the first four or five rounds. Okay. So yeah. But the you know, Jaden Stevenson I think will get found out really quick under Clarko. You know, there's Aiden Bonner's cooked. Kane Turner, who the hell even is that? Flynn Perez, is that Perez Hilton? Like who? What? Are... Yeah, he sounds like a sounds like a fashion label or something. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like there's you know Aiden Core is their number one defender, and it's very scary for them. Um, 
I wouldn't even lock Aaron Hall in to, to his role. Yeah, okay. You'd, you'd be brave as Kako to be like, yeah, you know what, 31-year-old, well, got, 32-year-old uh, Aaron Hall, you can have that role instead of a developing kid. They, they've got the tuck across. Oh, they did get the tuck. But he's going to complement their firing midfield. Well, he's going to take the Jared Pollock role on the wing, isn't he? And cheaper. I, I'm just not sure Jared Pollock had a role, man. I, I think he was just taking uh, the cash. Eighty-four. Did you see they worked it out Darcy, for the game? Darcy Tucker. Eighty-four k yeah, a game. Yep. That's like Premier League D- stuff. It really is. Yeah. You laugh. They just find like Kyrie Irving like half a million bucks. It's like a game. It's yeah. a game. I saw yeah. Uh, yeah, so I don't know, like, I'm with you on that. I think it's, between this and the Saints defenders, I think it's the biggest question mark that we've covered on the show. But I reckon there's points here. That's that's my thing. Like, yeah, I'm not agreed. sure there's big points at St Kilda. Mm. Yeah, agreed. And it, you know what? Unless you're chasing Aaron Hall, Throw a dart, no one it? of these is going early. Oh, God, no. No, absolutely not. Almost none of them are going late. Like, this is... You know, you've got there's good value there. Just take a dart for sure. Could you imagine if Taran was at half back for the Ruse and he had forward status? Holy hell! You yeah, couldn't massive, rank him high enough. Massive, like, and that's I actually buy into that to be honest. Like that would be you know like for like, um, well, sorry, he'd do the Luke McDonald role better than Luke McDonald did. Is, is Thomas quick or is he just just a plod? He, he has he has uh, jets okay. and he's evasive as fuck. Yep. Okay. Yep. And he's got a lovely kick on him too. He's yeah, I know he's a good kick. Suits the half back. Fast or not. So that'd be good. Yeah, yeah, I cannot wait for that man to be a Gold Coast son in a year. <laughs> Jeez. Would you look at yourself and reflect and you've gone gone from the Kangaroos and you really, you know, you kind of didn't cut it there and then you go to the Suns. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. Is this is this my life? Well, look at old league Mark. I couldn't cut it at the Suns. Yeah, he at least left a premiership winning team. Did he actually win a premiership though? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, Sam Collins couldn't cut it at Fremantle and look at him now. All Australian. That's defender. right. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Just saying. You should be. You should be. That's it. That's all we got, listeners. All right. I'm going down uh, to see. Who, who... All right. So, uh, you may have seen us tweet it out. We, we are talking about the Listen League heading to Adelaide to draft. Um, very scary. I love Adelaide. Um, but very scary to take the pot on the road. Um, so we'll, we'll fill you in with more details on that as the time arises, but it looks like it's going to happen. Uh, and of course, there'll be some weird competition to get into the Listener League as always. Um, and we'll invent some batshit format to play. <laughs> so, I don't know. It'll be fun. Karaoke out in front of else. Crazy Horse without getting punched. <laughs> Yeah, we're absolutely, that's absolutely going to have to happen at some point, but um, we'll see how that goes. So yeah, Adelaide people, it won't be the, I'd I'd love the diorama again, but I don't think it'll be the diorama. Why didn't people like it so much? I must be the only person who thought that was great. It was great, but people don't want to put effort in. Yeah, it's great for you because you get to receive said diorama, but having to make said diorama, yeah. How hard would it be? Well, you didn't try. You didn't try. Seriously, I don't even have a shoebox lying around. Do you have a shoebox lying around? Where do we get, like, without without buying a pair of shoes, where would you get a shoebox? Do they give them to you at the shoe shop? Go down the shoe shoe shop. Give me a fucking box. This isn't, it's like you walk into Shed 16, you go, give me a box. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's, no, no, before I go there. 
It's the glory hole room. Well, I think. Well, what about like filming a golf swing and putting it on the internet? Or oh, Happy Gilmore no swing. No one wants to. No one wants their golf. Well, no, I want their normal swing, like Barkley style. No one wants to put their golf swing front up and, and side. get critiqued. Front and side. Yeah, split screen action, absolutely. If someone can flush hit Happy Gilmore style, you're in. That's my vote. We'll see, listeners. We're spitballing here. If you have some better ideas, listeners, um, send them in. If you're from Adelaide, um, you won't make it hard enough. So, First round of the draft. You don't want the, but... And you don't want that problem down at Shed 16, Jono, if it's not hard enough. No, well, <laughs> there might be some people to help out there. <laughs> Fluffers. All right, listeners, thanks for, thanks for listening. Um, we'll see you next time.